Well, let's, let's pray. God, um, you go before us. Just bless this time, Lord, that if... Let your words be heard and not mine. Bless this time in Jesus' name. So, we just came off of making room, and the big theme to that was bless. That was to begin with prayer, listen, eat, serve, and share. And we're going to be going into influence. What brings that together? What, what is that? So we came up with our time to run. Now say it with me. Our it's our time, time to run. run. Okay. So now you guys believe that. <laughs> it's your time to run. Because the Lord is in heaven, and he needs your help. He's reaching down. He wants you to help. Because if he steps down, we're all up there. It's all going to return. He needs our help. So he needs you to activate. He needs you to get up and run. But what is your gift? What, what are you doing? Is it at all like this gift that happens to be here? Is it sitting on your doorstep? Is it waiting for you to, to open it? You know, because the Holy Spirit dropped it off. Knocked on your door. <laughs> and you didn't answer. So he wrote down, with love, from God. <laughs> and he set it on your doorstep. It's right there. It's waiting. Are you going to open that? It's there waiting. What is your gift? Now, maybe you've got it open, but, you know, you're like, okay, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? Are you stuck on the starting block? And you're like, okay, I'm ready. But now you're starting to get paralysis. You're stuck there. What do I do? So we're going to help you with what do you do? I like Matthew 6.10. It says, you know, and I, I think that God went into the woods so he could be away from everybody, so he could say, your kingdom come, your will be done. Yeah. You know, he raised his voice. and It's like starting to get, you got to get it in you. And it's got to start coming out of you. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God established his eternal purpose in us whenever he speaks. His word came from eternity into time, giving us a track to run on. So you're stuck at the starting blocks. The track is there. You're ready to go. You're touching his word. It's our track to run on. It connects us with eternity, causing us to impact our world through influence of his world. We're bringing it down. We've got to start spreading it out. So he wants to shape our world 
how he wants to see it. There's a bunch of noise out there how the world wants it to go. That's all fine, whatever. It doesn't affect us. If we're to bring heaven down, that doesn't matter. Our role in shaping the world around us through creative expression. Most people think it's painting or something, but it could be hospitality. That's why you gotta open that gift. You gotta unpack it. You gotta see what he's given you. Because we're supposed to pull it in tomorrow into today, right now, right here, right where you're at, wherever it is. Because God is training us for this role. Whenever he speaks to us, For in doing, he is working and awaking and establishing affection for his kingdom. So people's heart is anchored in his world are best qualified in this one. It's not how many scriptures you got memorized. It doesn't how many verses you know. You're like, but I only know one. He's like, I can use that. Because it's not going to be about you. It's going to glorify God. I'm too old. He's going to say, read Genesis. There's this guy in there. His name was Moses. He got started at 80. So that's not going to work. <laughs> so you just have to get back on the block, get down, and say, okay, God, where are we going? Yeah. What are we doing? Yes, I'm in. So he's going to show you tomorrow. He's going to give you a glimpse of tomorrow. Matthew 5, 16. So don't hide your light. Let it shine bright before others so that your commendable works, because what you're going to do is going to be commendable, will shine as a light upon them. And then, and then, they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. If God let us see the future promises, it's not to make us prophetic or... It's to show us what tomorrow's going to be. Because... It's going to look a lot better than today. And what is he after? He wants us to change today. Through a promise he showed you. So if something doesn't look right and you're real agitated about it, that's a good thing. That's where you start activating that anger that we talked about a few things ago. He wants you to get that going. So what do we do with that? So one way that we can look at promises is by the way of miracles, the demand of miracles. Seeing God display his wonders has a price tag. When we see these miracles, we can no longer live or act or be the same. 
is good. You can clearly see when those miracles happen here on earth, you can start seeing his world here in our world. There's a song that the girls and Eric and I, we love this band, Johnny Swim, and they came out with this song. They're a secular band, they're Christians, but they're living their lives out there for a light to be seen, and they came out with this song called Heaven is Everywhere. And when I heard that, I was like, how can that make sense? And then, because Elena, you are a portal of heaven, so wherever you go, heaven goes. When um, we were driving here, we, the song came on. I didn't even really think about the song coming on in a moment, but um, we're hoping and praying about going to Disneyland again, and I know Trust me, I know. We're believing. Okay. (laughs) But it's like, I started, I don't even know what exactly came over me, but I was like, oh, so the last time we went, we ran into Bart Millard, the lead singer of Mercy Me. He was sitting on a little porch on Main Street on the little houses. And I'm like, wait, oh my gosh. And so we had this really great moment. And Eric brought up if we saw him again. And Isabel, yeah, Isabel's bringing it up. And then we were like, Eric brings up, maybe we start a small group. And I'm like, oh yeah, a small group that meets every time we go, which is like four years later. That's how often we meet. Okay, then I'm like, what if there was a certain time every day a group of Christians met at Disneyland? Like you just knew you were going to be able to go to wherever, and that was going to be a moment that Jesus could use. How's your day? How's your family? Glad glad to see you. You could post questions that they could answer one another and just be light and have fun and be at Disneyland, bringing Jesus moments in Disneyland. And then it's like, that was a version of creativity. I mean, it's all the ways the Lord has made us. I am that kind of person. I'm like, I'm strategizing. I, may, I like to paint, but nobody's going to buy that. So we're going to just strategize way to bring the heavens down by reading his word and believing we're doing his will. So that can be a miracle for somebody to stumble across some people talking about Jesus. What? Wait, and they're happy? And they're not like, preaching at me for being here? Okay, I can do this. I want to ask some questions. Now, when we have these opportunities, we're given a gift like this. Not only is it our spiritual gifts, opportunities are a gift. It's like that could be the unopened moment. What is going to happen when we open our mouths? What is going to happen when we do, when we serve, when we listen even? So God has a gift beyond comprehension because we have an assignment beyond reason. I know when you're brought up in church and you're trying to find your puzzle spot, It can seem quite overwhelming when there are, I mean, there are people doing amazing things. 
And it's like, where do I fit in? Okay, maybe I don't fit in in ministry, so I'll go find a job and be a light there. And it can feel, I know when I was trying to figure my thing out, and I just try everything. And that's what I was told. Just try everything and you'll figure it out. You'll find one thing that really speaks to your heart. And I'll tell you, I'll, there were things that were easy. Like the computer stuff, that's easy to me. My parents, they call me and ask me questions. And I'm like, oh, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And so those are the easy things. But beyond my comprehension, because my assignment is beyond reason. It has to be bigger than us or else why would we need him? Why would we need him empowering us? And that's where I want to end. I want to help me end, Lord, so that you will begin. When I'm talking to somebody, I know how to start the small stuff, but then I want the Lord to guide that moment. Now, as many of you know, it is our last Sunday with Gary as our worship leader. And we wanted to give him an opportunity to share kind of his next chapter and maybe even encourage a little bit where he sees us. So we're going to give him a moment. It's, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell people where you're going uh, without a backstory, you know. So I'm just going to try and give you just a quick five-minute thing of, like, where I'm going and, and uh, what I'm doing. It's, you know, when I, when I look back about when I was 17, I had, I had a vision. And uh, the Lord showed me that he called me when I was 17. I'd been saved for two years, and uh, he called me, and I knew it was him. Uh, I knew the vision was from the Lord. He showed me that he was going to send me to heal hurting people. I've known it all my life. In 2016, uh, I, had, um, I had three children. I had a beautiful wife. Um, I, I, I had everything I ever wanted, everything I ever asked for. And uh, I, I stopped and I said, I stopped one day and uh, I felt like I had lost the fire that I had when I was a young man and when I was in my 20s. And I saw so many people healed, I saw so many people delivered. And uh, I felt like I lost my fire and I stopped in my room one day and I said, Lord, I have everything I've ever asked you for. I have everything I've ever wanted. Me and Deanna, we're closer than we've ever been. We're best friends. I sing with my, my whole family. We sing and do worship together. Uh, I have this big house. Um, I, all this music equipment. I have everything I ever asked for, but I'm so empty inside. And I told him, I said, Lord, I know that if I were to die today and stand before you, I would be ashamed at what you've, of, of all the things that you've given me and done in my life, I would be ashamed. And long story short, in, in the midst of all this, I said, 
when I stand before you, I want to hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. And I want to be on fire for you like I was when I was a kid. But I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to get there. I feel like I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. And I just don't know how to do it. And I said, and I don't even think you're going to, I don't even think you're going to do this. But I'm going to ask you anyway. I'm asking you that whatever it takes, I want to be on fire for you. And I want to fulfill your purpose in my, for my generation. That's what I want yeah. to do. And I don't care what it takes. And uh, long story short, I, as I said that, and there was so much more that went on in that conversation with the Lord, but all of a sudden, when I was finished, I felt like this dark cloud come into my room. I don't even know how to explain it. And this voice in my head said, you are in for the biggest trial of your life. Two months later, my daughter gets married. My whole family starts falling apart. By the end of the year, she's divorced. And everything is going, and we had the most peaceful home, and our most peaceful home turned into the most turmoil. Uh, and I can't even explain how demonic it was. But in 2018, I asked the Lord, Lord, is this over? Because I knew what God called us to do. I knew what, a plan, what the plan was. The Lord already showed me, but I just didn't know how to get there. And I said, is this over? And that day I got on my scaffold at work and the Lord started speaking to me at 8.30. And he took me through my whole life from the, the moment, not even the moment he called me, but, be, but when I was 12 years old, when a man, and things that I, I had forgotten about my life, when I was 12 years old, I was at a meeting and a man that had a gift of the word of knowledge was praying for the young people that day. And when he got to me, I, he stopped, and he said, is somebody in your family a minister? And I said, yeah, my great-grandfather. And he stopped, and he said, young people, you need to pray for this young man. He's going to make it. God has a call on his life. God has a plan for his life. And uh, the thing that was surprising about that was that I would lay in bed at night and say, Lord, I want to live for you, but I can't. And I'm not going to make it. I don't think I'm going to make it. And uh, God proved me wrong just a few years later. And so when, when the Lord started speaking all these things to me and reminding me of where I was going and what I was supposed to do, everything in this world looked the opposite. And, but one thing that happened was my son worked with me, and one day in 2018, in July, I was, we were driving to work, and I was, tears would, I was constantly crying. I was getting like two hours a night asleep. Uh, I was so broken. And my son looked over at me and said, Dad, you realize this is a spiritual battle, don't you? And when he said that, I knew that, but something clicked inside of me. And this is what, I, this is part of what I really want to get, get across to you. That night, I went home. And I got on my knees. And I lived on my knees for months and months and months after work. I lived on my knees. But one thing that started happening to me is I started getting on fire for God. And I didn't even realize in the midst of my brokenness, I started getting so on fire for God. And the word was starting to come back to me. You know, like when I was a kid, I could, quote, I could sit and quote the word for hours upon hours, like to myself. 
at night when I laid down, I just, it was just in me. And I felt like I lost it. But all of a sudden, everything started coming back to me. All my, the spiritual gifts that God gave me, the, all the desires I had to win the lost and, and to, to prophesy and lift people up, all that started coming back to me. In September, Sam came to me and said, Gary, uh, I, wanna, I wanted to see, you know, talk to you about coming and doing worship with uh, here. I didn't want to do that because I was doing worship with my family. I said, Sam, you know, that my desire is to do worship with my family. And, and, and he said, well, just pray about it. So I prayed about it just because I said I would. And when I prayed about it in December, the Lord just gave me the go-ahead. And I just knew I was coming. So I came, and I was here. I've been here s since January of 2019. And uh, you know what? I, I have loved it. I love doing worship with you guys, with, with the girls. And just it's just so awesome. I felt the power of the Lord here so many times. Um, just a few months ago, it's, this is, I've, I've been feeling the stirring for about a year. And I've always known, Sam asked me a few times, Gary, uh, what, do, what are your plans? And I, I kept telling him, Sam, this is not my ministry. This is not what I'm called to do. What, what I'm doing here is not what I, I it's what I know. And sometimes he'd, he would kind of feel discouraged, you know, but he, but he knew. And uh, so just a few months ago, the Lord just give me this click, something clicked inside of me and said, it's time for you to move on. I've, uh, it's time sh you're shifting now. And um, so I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. I, I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't, I don't see on the outward signs, I don't see any open do doors. But the Lord has never led me. He's never let me see where I'm going. He just tells me you're, it's time to go. And it's always worked out for me from, from in, in every situation, including when I got married. The Lord, the Lord showed me uh, I, everything ahead of time. And so it's always been like that all my life. So I can't really say, hey, this is, I'm, I'm going to do this and do that. I know I'm going to be traveling. I know it's going to have to do with music. I know it's going to have to do with worship. I know how it's going to have to do with preaching and prophesying. Uh, and healing miracles, I, I know that. It's just, it's always been, I've always known it all my life. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like I, a year ago, I felt like I, the Lord is getting ready to move me on. And I started thinking, well, Lord, I don't want everybody to be discouraged, you know. And that was why I waited so long and I hesitated so long. And I, and I always, the Bible says, test all things. And so I do. I, and that's what I... That's what I did. But, you know, like, I realized that I've been here four years almost. And me being here was a part of my healing. You know, I came here in the, in the hardest time of my life. And uh, it, it was a big part of my healing. And part of it was because some of you knew, uh, knew us before, before all this started happening in our, in our lives, you know. And so I just want to encourage you. If, if nothing else that, I, that I've said, when I've just left, feel like I leave, I've left so much out, but I want to encourage you that God has a purpose and a plan for you and for this church. 
and for, for your life. And the thing that we have to do is we got to find out what it is. Yeah. And that's what happened when I started getting on my knees. All of a sudden, I started realizing what it is again. Because I knew it before. I just forgot it. But when I started getting on my knees, and every day, it's like some, a fire started slowly lighting in my heart until I became so on fire for God that I don't want it. There's nothing else I desire in life. There is nothing else I desire. I can't say, well, I, you, know, God, you know, if the Lord said, come, you know, ask of me anything and I'll give it to you, you know. I can't think of anything I would say, Lord, other than what I already know that he's already given me and already, uh, already promised me. And so it's like T.L. Osborne grabbed my hands one day when I was a young man and, when, and I asked him to pray for me for, for more power. And he grabbed my hands and he said, young man, don't ever ask the Lord for anything that he's already given you. You've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I'm telling you, I, I don't ask the Lord for a whole lot because I already know what he's given me. You know, and so I want to say to you that God has a plan for you and a purpose for you, and he has a direction that he wants you to go. You just got to find it. Yeah. And how you're going to find it is you're going to get on your knees, and you're going to make some time every day to be in his presence, to be with him. Yeah. And pretty soon, if you do that, pretty soon you will not be able to stay out of his presence. You, will not, you won't be able to stand a moment without him, you know. Even, during, even in work, I can't stand a moment without him. I can't stand a, a night that I don't go to bed and think about him and talk to him and, and, and li try to listen for his voice and see where, where he's leading me. Yeah. And that's what he wants to do with you. He wants to set you on fire. Yeah. And all it takes is just a little time every day. And that little time will grow every day. That's good. And that's what I want, that's what I want to give to you because I know that God has a plan for this place and I know that he has a plan to bring people in here. You know, I, when I first got here, I saw, I saw this place full. I saw it in my heart. I saw it in my spirit. And I believe that the Lord is doing some things with the younger people here. And I, think, I felt like everybody here is a leader. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. The reason why everybody here is a leader is because he has somebody for you to lead. Yep. And he's going to bring them in. And the Lord said, I, he will add to his church daily as he as such as should be saved and so that's what I want to leave you with and I, I just want to say I love you guys um, I just appreciate you so much and we're family and I'm always here for you like you know I'm not really going anywhere so soon that I know of but I know I'm, I'll be traveling but I'm still here for you guys and and I, I, I still I just love you I love all your families like I love the the Robleses, their boys. Like they were in my in my uh, in my Bible study for youth group Bible study for like a couple of years. Mm -hmm. and I love those boys, and God is gonna like, He is gonna touch those boys. He's gonna come yeah. down on them in such a way like He did with me when I was 15 years old, and I and I knew He was real, yeah. and I didn't. I never wanted anything else after that. He's gonna do that in your families. Following service, we're going to have an opportunity to bless Gary with some yummy food. But before we do that, when we were going over these um, points, they're inspired by a book that Bill Johnson wrote called Friend of God. 
And the next one that had been planned was called Acceleration Through Desperation. And I don't know about you, but a worship leader and not having one puts you in a little desperate spot. <laughs> and where he's going, the how puts you in a little bit of a desperate spot. You need, you hunger for something. Yeah. And there's a demand that gets put on the Lord that he almost hungers for from us. How badly do you need me yeah. to show up? I know through just my life and things that seemed very desperate. I mean, now you look back and it's like, actually, that really wasn't that bad. But in the moment, things, it's like, I want to know who I'm going to marry. Come on. These guys are not all the best in the <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, Lord, desperate. And then you Hello, come on over from Hollister while I'm in Texas and just plop him right there. Okay, everybody loves him. Let's check him out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> then you want to have a family. And it's like, Lord, miscarriage, 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 desperate. Lord, on your knees daily, the year. That's where you're living in this desperate, broken time, wherever that is in your story. There's an acceleration that happens. All of the promises God reveals to us will be realized in time, but the acceleration of events is largely determined by the desperation of his people. Our passion for the Lord and his promises speeds up the process of growth and development, making us qualified for the stewardship of those events sooner than we had planned. The Lord knows where we're going. The time that it takes to get there can be a little fluid. And I think there is something that happens. It's like the gun goes off. Yeah. We're like, this picture is like all of a sudden, you, there's part of us you can't even see we're so desperate and we're getting pushed forward by the power of the Holy Spirit. You, when you see me, that's when it's me. But when I get to that point where there is like a transparency that happens, that's the Holy Spirit kicking in. And that's what I want to be. I, even just talking about this, I've got my own way. Eric's got his own way. But the Lord, we want the Holy Spirit to work these promises in us and in all of us. Now, there is a story in the Bible about the cursed fig tree. I have always kind of questioned this one. I, you know, you just kind of read, okay, it's one of the stories, so it's the next one. And there was a really great moment in, the, in these notes that I wanted to put before you. Um, <clears throat> it's called The Cursed Fig Trees Challenge. Now, the story is in Matthew 21, and it says, in the early dawn the next morning as Jesus was coming back to the city, he was hungry, and he saw one single leafy fig tree above the roadside. He went to it, 
but he found nothing but leaves on it. And he said to it, never again shall fruit grow on you, and the fig tree withered up at once. Now, I didn't quite understand this because I'm like, well, aren't we like, there's seasons, maybe it's not time for its fruit. What did it do to you? <laughs> like, um, so you had an appetite and you're God and it wasn't ready? Like, what? And what was so cool about this, there's a challenge in there that is repeated from 2 Timothy. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. I can't tell you through our time, even just being married in times before that, where somebody couldn't do what they were supposed to do, and guess who's always around? (laughs) And so it was time to be ready. It's time. It's just you have to be ready. We were co- or like supporting youth people to the people that were leading at the time, and they're like, we can't make it. And we're like, okay. I mean, I was youth not that long ago, so I got something inside me that I can offer. And they're like, you're, ready. You're, you're not ready and ready at the same time. And I would challenge us that I can't, I, the bless series, make room, I'm going to call it the bless It has resonated so loudly. When Gary's talking, I'm thinking begin with prayer, begin with prayer over and over and over. And it's a beginning and it's a through. You do it continuously through. You're serving, you're listening, you're eating. We pray before and we just keep on praying. I mean, and sharing your story, the powerful story, Annie, we got to be honored with listening to that. Um. There's times when you are scheduled, and it's like, that's my season. And then there's times when it may be not scheduled, and you're like, but I'm not ready. But the box is open now. It's been delivered. You are ready. You are ready. We are ready. Yeah, you will never feel ready. Moving the resources of heaven. God doesn't reveal coming events to make us strategists. He shows us the future to make us dissatisfied because hungry people move the resources of heaven like no one else. That churn inside of you that this isn't right. He's trying to activate you. That it's not right is the, the gunshot. It's time to go. It's time to start running. Yeah. That was your time. Just go. You Maybe you got a false start, and you're ready to get back on the block, and you're ready to go. Good. Now we get to, oh, I remember what it was, activated. We're always plugged in, right? Yeah. We're reading our word, we're praying, we're doing our thing, but then there's the time when the power button turns on. And that's like, I'm ready. It's like the gunshot, let's go. Okay, that was my, anyway, yeah. So the next one, this is when we're gonna start exercising some activation. Um, shaped 
by contending prayer. In Colossians 2, 1 through 2, it says, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you. And those in Laodicea, and he talks about his, Paul is talking about his goal that people would know Christ. Now, contend. I don't know what kind of picture you have, but I had a pretty healthy picture, but I wanted to see what does the Bible definition and all that, because yeah. all my word people, we like our definitions. Yeah. And so contend in the strongs, a gathering, contest, struggle. Usage, an athletic contest, a struggle. A struggle in the building, strengthening of something like an athlete trains. Contending, I think of when I'm thinking of training, like hard, you're training hard for whatever you're exercising for. I think of when you're singing, there is vocal warm-ups, that's exercise. I'm thinking of these runners that you see. I mean, you could go on and on about the training, and there can be some rigor to that. There can be some strain, but there's a purpose you know you're building that for. Your muscles are forming, your vocal cords are strengthening, your endurance and your breathing is strengthening and getting trained how to do this thing. Now, we are going to come together and contend in prayer. I implore you. I know our particular campus is going through major transition. But I also know that usually happens when there are transitions personally going on. There's things in our own lives that the Lord is trying to move us to or move us out of or promises we've been believing for. And I don't want to disqualify anybody from starting to open their mouths and contend in prayer. There's a passion that begins to stir, and yeah. you stir yourself up. You encourage mm -hmm. yourself by the praying, yeah. and the Lord, then the acceleration happens, and then our eyeballs get to see promises that we have been believing for for decades, yeah. for decades. So if I could invite you to go ahead and stand... I'm going to read this verse and then we're going to we're going to pray together corporately. Our time to run. John 14:12. I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me will do the same mighty miracles that I do. Even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my Father. We have been given the right to surpass the accomplishments of previous generations. It's a succession we have access to. Using creativity and wisdom to solve the issues that are currently facing us. 
their ceiling is our floor. Imagine that. And that's not a put down, that's an honor. All of the building has set us up higher. We honor the people that have come before us. The spirit that empowered them is the same spirit that is continuing to empower each one of us. During this time, I'm going to pray a little bit in the microphone, but I ask this is the time that you have permission to speak in tongues, declare things out. He is going to build things inside of us so that when that gun goes off, we are ready. The leaders that he's been building in this place, we are going to be ready for the babies that come in here. How in the world will they know unless we are trained and built and ready? So let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we come before you right now and we pull down heaven on earth. We ask that you would empower each and every one here, Father. It is our time. You made us for this moment. Each one of us was supposed to be here on this date, on at this time, with the conditions of where we find ourselves in our lives and this campus, Lord. You have called us, and we are going to see a victory. We are going to receive that blessing that was sung over us by Gary and Mary and us singing over them. Father, we pull down heaven. We command miracles and signs and wonders that cannot be contained. Father, whether it's freedom, whether it's encouragement, whether it's a life changed in a moment, or whether it takes five years, I don't care. We are in it for the long haul. Right now, there is a transition happening in England, and I remember the speech, not that I was there, but I remember the speech Elizabeth gave that she would dedicate herself to her country. I dedicate. Eric and I, we dedicate ourselves to you, Lord, and to your movement in this location and to the people that you have us connected to here, Lord. We dedicate ourselves to that. Father, we thank you for the promises you have spoken over this body. No matter what it has transitioned to look like, your promises still stand. And it overflows to each person and location that we touch. Lord, have your way here. And we don't stop praying here. We make time however you make time for us. The ones with the young families, the ones that got things to do, you make time and we will look for it, Father. 
Thank you, Lord. God, we just pray that if anyone hears this at a later time and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that you just open your heart and pray. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come back into my heart. Whatever the situation is, ask him to be the Lord in your life. It's just that simple. He will wash away everything in the past. And you can look forward to opening your gift, finding what God has called you to do, whether it's hospitality, even something in the arts, using your voice. He'll help you open that. And we'd like to partner up with you to open that. So you can come visit us in person. But we pray that God blesses you where you're at in your comings and goings. Thank you, God, for just being a part of this moment. Bless this day as everybody... Thank you for listening to our Gateway Sermon Podcast at our Gateway City Church, Clovis Campus. We'll be releasing a new episode every week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next week.